chapter nine of wild bird guests by ernest baines this librivox recording is in the public domain the bird lover as a landlord i doubt if it ever occurs to the average person that birds are actually in need of nesting sites of course there are thousands of people who believe that it is a good thing to encourage bluebirds and tree swallows and wrens by putting up nesting boxes in the gardens and orchards but most of them do it chiefly because it is interesting and delightful to have the birds about a few go as far as to plant shrubbery in the hope that catbirds and song sparrows and a few others will make their homes in it but they rarely do this because they think the birds need it as they look out over the countryside and see all the trees and bushes it seems as if the birds had far more nesting sites than they could possibly use and the fact that so many of these trees and shrubs are not used by the birds seems to confirm the opinion the chances are however that many of these apparently good nesting sites are unused for the very simple reason that they are not what the birds require and that they would not even appear to be suitable if we knew a little more about the real tastes and preferences of birds perhaps no other man has given so much good thought to this subject as baron hans von berlepsch whose estate seebach near essen germany has become world famous as a paradise for birds as a result of the study he has given to the likes and dislikes of his feathered guests in the matter of nesting sites he has a thousand birds nesting on the twelve or thirteen acres immediately surrounding his castle every year and thousands more in the woods beyond and it has paid him to study the comfort of his guests for they have become a power for good when an insect plague swept over that section of the country some years ago seebach was the one green spot left on the face of the landscape it stood out like an oasis in a desert and all because a thousand birds with perhaps two thousand hungry babies to feed showed that insect destroyers of vegetation can be made to serve a very useful purpose the birds which suffer most perhaps from lack of nesting sites are those which naturally nest in holes in trees we have brought about wholesale destruction of our forests and even on our gardens orchards and farms we have made sure to remove the dead trees and stumps which are the very ones usually selected by birds which nest in cavities in short we have driven these birds farther and farther away from our homes and back into the wilderness and if we wish them to return to their former haunts we must substitute for the dead trees which they formerly occupied suitable nest boxes of some kind some birds like house wrens tree swallows bluebirds and starlings are so eager for new nesting sites and so simple in their requirements that they will accept almost any nest box offered to them a common starch box a flower pot even an old tomato can with a hole cut in the end but there is seldom any need to use such crude devices as these since any one who has access to a few boards old or new a saw a hammer and some nails can for a few cents apiece make neat bird homes from such plans as are given here or as may be found in farmer's bulletin 
609 which may be obtained from the united states department of agriculture washington d c it is a matter of great importance that young people especially be encouraged to make houses of this kind it gives them an opportunity to do active work for the birds work of which they will be likely to see the result and thus be encouraged to continue but they should study the requirements of the birds and not be led into making houses which are simply odd or pretty there is no objection to having a pretty bird-house if the essential features the dimensions of the room the diameter of the entrance etc are correct there is no use in making houses with more than one room except for purple martins unless of course you wish to encourage starlings or european sparrows the two-room houses for bluebirds wrens etc which we see on the market are never really occupied by two families at the same time sometimes we see houses made with a good deal of glass in the form of windows perhaps i do not remember having seen any house of this kind occupied by birds and it is inadvisable to have more than one entrance to a room or to have rooms in the same house connected one with another the extra doorways tend to make the house draughty if in any case ventilation seems really necessary holes should be made above the entrance but there are comparatively few of our birds which take kindly to bird-houses made on any of these lines most of the others refuse to occupy any ordinary hand-made nest-box von Berlepsch discovered this and after years of experiment decided that the only way to induce these more fastidious birds to become his tenants was to give them nesting boxes practically like those which woodpeckers tits and others make for themselves by burrowing into the trunks and branches of trees so he invented a machine which would hollow out a log in such a way that the cavity was an exact facsimile of a wood pecker's burrow or a titmouse's burrow not a straight bore but flask-shaped with bulging sides and pointed at the bottom he made a number of such boxes in several different sizes to accommodate birds both large and small for a little while the birds showed no marked preference for these boxes but by and by he found that he got most interesting results birds which had never come to any of his other nest boxes came to these and the birds which had always come to the other kinds liked the new ones at least as well he once put up two thousand of these nest boxes and seventeen hundred were occupied the first year the following year they were all occupied and he knew that his experiment was an unqualified success the german government was so much impressed with the result of this and other experiments of the barons that it has established other bird sanctuaries in other parts of germany the grand duchy of hesse not long ago put up forty thousand of those nest boxes in the forests to protect the timber and in many villages and towns people who have no special love for birds put up these nest boxes realizing that it pays to encourage the birds which occupy them some years ago the writer imported from germany a hundred and fifty berlepsch nest boxes and they were a great success later at the request of mr william dutcher president of the national association of audubon societies he undertook to direct the manufacture of berlepsch nest boxes in this country 
and slightly modified to meet the special requirements of american birds they are now made by the audubon bird house company in meriden new hampshire among american birds which the writer knows to have used these boxes are sparrowhawk screech owl hairy woodpecker downy woodpecker red-headed woodpecker flicker great crested flycatcher starling tree swallow house wren white-breasted nuthatch red-breasted nuthatch chickadee bluebird some of these birds hairy and downy woodpecker and red-breasted nuthatch for instance have never been known to enter any other kind of nesting box and others the sparrowhawk and red-headed woodpecker for examples have rarely been known to do so in fact less than one-half the birds mentioned in the above list regularly nest in carpenter-made nest boxes of any kind thus it will be seen that in spite of the fact that burlep's nest boxes are only just beginning to be known in this country they already more than hold their own against all the other kinds put together it is the writer's belief that if burlep's nest boxes are made available for american birds they will eventually be occupied by practically all species which naturally nest in holes in trees as von burlepsk himself has proved by repeated experiment when properly made these nest boxes are the best in the world but he warns bird lovers to beware of unscrupulous dealers who ignorant of the real requirements of birds make boxes which on the outside only resemble the properly made ones these fail to attract the birds of course and the result is disappointment and discouragement to the bird lover a very common cause of failure with nest boxes is lack of knowledge of when how and where to hang them the following rules are intended to enable the reader to avoid failure from this cause they were written with special reference to burlepsk nest boxes but apply equally well to any other type of nest box with which it is hoped to attract american birds time of year nest boxes may be put up at any time of the year and the sooner they are put up the better of course if they are put up so late in the spring that the birds have already selected other sites for their nests one cannot expect great success that season but some of the birds which like the bluebird rear two broods may use the boxes for the second brood and in any case the birds will become accustomed to the presence of the boxes and will be more likely to make use of them next year to obtain the very best results in the spring the boxes should be in place the autumn before there are several reasons for this in the first place many of the birds which nest in holes use holes to sleep in during the winter and birds which become used to sleeping in the nest boxes will be very apt to use similar boxes as nesting sites in the following spring in the second place if they are hung before the leaves fall one can see exactly what he is doing and avoid hanging the boxes in places which are too shady whereas if the work is left until spring they may be hung in places which seem open enough while the trees are bare but which will have too much shade when the leaves come out again then if boxes are hung in the fall they are sure to be out early enough in the spring otherwise the work is apt to be left until the birds begin to come back which is too late for the very best results some birds seem to select their nesting holes very early 
though they may not begin to build until later condition of nest boxes the statement often repeated that birds prefer boxes whose appearance of newness has disappeared may be true of the shyer species from my own experience i am inclined to think that if bluebirds and tree swallows have any preference in this matter it is for a clean new-looking box i have repeatedly seen these birds enter and examine new boxes within ten minutes after they were put up and then nest in them afterwards i very much doubt however whether the age of the house has much to do with its chances of being occupied by such tenants for i have known the same box to be used many years in succession when newer boxes were within sight general situation it should be continually borne in mind that nest boxes are for the accommodation of birds that naturally nest in holes in trees now the trunks or branches in which such holes are situated are usually dead or decayed and not as a rule heavily shaded therefore to place a box in a perpetually shaded place like the heart of a leafy tree would be to place it where birds would be unlikely to use it as a rule it should be hung on a well exposed trunk or branch and though a little shade will do no harm and is even desirable the box should get plenty of air and sunlight position if we examine the nests which birds make for themselves in the trunks and branches of trees we shall find that sometimes these trunks and branches are perpendicular and that sometimes they are leaning and when they are leaning we shall find that the entrance holes leading to the nests are usually on the under side we can readily see good reasons for this if they were on the upper side the rain-water would run in and moreover it would be less convenient for the birds to go in and out over an overhanging surface so as our object is to give the birds a home as nearly like a natural one as possible we must hang our boxes either on upright trunks or branches or on the under sides of leaning ones they may also be erected on fence posts and where the birds have become tame and fearless on the sides of houses and barns of the occupied nest boxes on the writer's farm within the last year or two some were on the house itself others on the barn on gate and fence posts in the trees of the garden and orchard and in the woodland near by preparations for hanging if your boxes are of the burlepsk type the first thing to do is to drop into the bottom of each a small quantity of sawdust and dry earth mixed together about half and half this is to take the place of the peckings of decayed wood which woodpeckers always leave in the bottom of the cavities they make such birds do not as a rule carry in nesting material and these peckings take the place of it the quantity of dry earth and sawdust mixture differs with the size of the nest box the following quantities are recommended by baron von berlepsk himself for sizes numbers one and two one heaping tablespoonful for size number three two heaping tablespoonsfuls for sizes numbers four and five ten heaping tablespoonsfuls this mixture may be dropped through the entrance hole it is not necessary to raise the lid any nest box intended for wood ducks should be left three-quarters full of dry leaves 
this may be more leaves than necessary but the ducks will throw out what they do not need other types of nest boxes are rarely occupied by woodpeckers other than flickers but a little sawdust will do no harm in any nest box and in case of driving rain may help the drainage an inch or two is enough for bluebird or tree swallow boxes but the deep boxes intended for flickers should be half filled at least if there is more than the flickers care for they will quickly throw it out you are now ready to hang up the nest boxes and in most instances you will need a ladder for this where a number of boxes are to be put up a wheelbarrow will be found a great convenience of course the work will progress much more rapidly if two persons are engaged one to mount the ladder the other to hand him the nest boxes and tell him when they hang true the best place is to hang nest boxes other things being equal the greatest success with nest boxes will be had by those who give heed to the preferences which different kinds of birds show in selecting sites for their homes it would hardly be possible to give rules so complete as to cover all the preferences shown by birds likely to occupy nest boxes but the following suggestions will be found useful by those who have not had a wide experience in the field and among these suggestions i will give what seem to be the best heights at which to hang nest boxes for different birds i shall try to avoid extremes for good reasons for instance i have found flickers nesting within three feet of the ground that is too low for safety i have found them nesting forty or fifty feet above the ground that is too high for convenience in hanging bird boxes i suggest from eight to twenty-five feet eight is usually safe and even twenty-five feet is usually convenient bluebirds as we all know are usually found nesting in open apple orchards along fence posts and around the houses and farm buildings evidently evidently then the best places to put up nest boxes for them are on the apple trees fence posts shade trees arbors pergolas houses and barns anywhere from eight to twelve feet will be found to be a good height chickadees are fond of the open woods especially rather swampy woods and in such places usually nest rather close to the ground i once found a chickadee's nest the entrance to which was only one foot up the side of a poplar stump from four to eight feet up would be all right for open woodland but chickadees are also fond of orchards and here they usually nest somewhat higher for chickadee boxes to be hung on apple trees and the sides of quiet buildings i would suggest eight to twelve feet red-breasted nuthatches usually nest in the open woods and seem partial to the borders of clearings nest boxes hung from fifteen to twenty-five feet above the ground are apt to suit their ideas as to proper height a pair of these birds at dover massachusetts nested in a burlepsch nest box only seven feet from the ground white-breasted nuthatches sometimes like the open woods but at other times seem to prefer to nest in orchards or quiet gardens for these birds nest boxes hung from eight to fifteen feet above the ground will be high enough the little house wrens will build almost anywhere but seem to have a preference for quiet gardens and orchards nest boxes intended for them may be hung on trees arbors pergolas porches or the sides of buildings and need not be hung more than from eight to twelve feet high 
tree swallows are very easy to please and properly made nest boxes hung on the exposed trunks of shade trees on tall stumps on buildings or arbors and eight to fifteen feet above the ground will be sure to please them nest boxes intended for these birds may also be fastened to special posts and placed around open fields purple martins seem to prefer to nest in many-roomed houses rather than in nest boxes which accommodate only one family such houses should be erected either on special poles on telegraph or telephone poles the trunks of trees or on the tops of buildings martins like plenty of open space on at least one side and they are especially fond of the banks of rivers whence they can swing out over the water from fifteen to twenty-five feet is plenty high enough for martin houses though they are often placed much higher great crested flycatchers usually seek their nesting sites in open woods or orchards anywhere from six to fifteen feet will be found a good height for the nest boxes flickers are fond of nesting in old orchards where some of the trees are dead or dying but they often nest in trees standing in the open or in posts or even buildings at some distance from human habitation as i have said good heights for their nesting boxes may be found anywhere from eight to twenty-five feet above the ground red-headed woodpeckers like open woods but seem to be quite willing to accept hospitality offered them in quiet gardens and orchards from twelve to twenty feet will suit them as to height pileated woodpeckers so far as i know have never occupied artificial nesting boxes but perhaps this is simply because no one has ever hung properly made ones in suitable places these woodpeckers are birds which usually prefer old forests and it is here that nest boxes intended for them should be placed judging from their natural nesting sites anywhere from fifteen to twenty-five feet would be a good height yellow-bellied sapsuckers will nest in open woodland or in shade trees in gardens or along country roads and village streets from fifteen to twenty feet would be a good height for nest boxes intended for their use as sapsuckers are known to be destroyers of certain kinds of trees especially of birches which they girdle with holes in order to get the sap some people may not wish to encourage them but they should not be confused with other woodpeckers most of which are very useful birds saw wet or acadian owls are often found nesting in old woodpeckers holes or deserted squirrels nests nest boxes intended for them may be hung in woodland or on the sides of isolated buildings and anywhere from ten to twenty feet would be a good height sparrowhawks are usually birds of the open country and often nest in isolated trees nest boxes hung on such trees within the birds breeding range and from fifteen to twenty-five feet above the ground are apt to be occupied care should be taken that these beautiful and useful little hawks are not mistaken for sharp-shinned hawks and killed wood ducks and mallards both take kindly to artificial nesting sites and golden eyes and american mergansers probably will do so eventually nesting boxes for wood ducks should be placed on trees within two or three hundred feet of some pond or stream or if the ducks are tame the boxes may be fastened a foot or so above the surface of the water upon posts driven into the mud at the bottom in this case it is well to have a sort of gangplank made of a board with cleats nailed across it leading from the entrance hole to a little float resting on the water the ducks will climb out on the float and by means of the gangplank reach the entrance to the nest box three-toed woodpeckers usually 
inhabit living evergreen forests and nest boxes intended to attract them may be placed from ten to twenty-five feet from the ground these birds have not yet been known to use artificial nesting sites downy woodpeckers are birds chiefly of the woods and orchards and should be attracted by suitable nest boxes hung from ten to twenty feet high they have been known to occupy burlepsk nest boxes only hairy woodpeckers are fond of quiet woodland especially swampy woodland or woodland near a stream sometimes they nest quite close to houses nest boxes hung from fifteen to twenty-five feet above the ground will be at the proper height for them they have been known to enter burlepsk nest boxes only screech owls seem to have little fear of man and frequently nest in the orchards or in shade trees near the house or on the village streets they will often occupy nest boxes hung on trees or the sides of barns from eight to twenty-five feet up while not essential in all cases it is best to examine all nest boxes in the fall and clean out those which have been occupied either by birds or by squirrels mice hornets or moths some birds will go to the trouble of cleaning out a nest box but many will refuse to use it unless it has been cleaned for them last spring a pair of bluebirds in meriden new hampshire refused to build in a nest box which they had used for years finally the owner of the box examined it and found in addition to the old nest an addled egg left from the year before which he decided was the cause of the trouble he cleaned out the box and the bluebirds began building at once on the other hand another pair of bluebirds in the same village built their nest in a burlepsk box over the nest and eggs of a pair of tree swallows who it would seem had a better right to it ernest thompson seaton adds the remark as a practical detail i have found it worth while to have each nest with a hinged door which would admit of easy inspection without disturbing the inside arrangements the author's experience coincides with this and all nest boxes made under his direction are fitted with hinged lids and simple fastenings to facilitate inspection and cleaning when necessary shelves for phoebes and robins the author has had success in attracting phoebes to the house by putting up shelves for them under the piazza about four to six inches from the roof at his own house a little shelf made of a bit of board four inches square supported by a brace has been occupied by a pair of phoebes for three successive years two broods being reared each year robins prefer a somewhat wider shelf perhaps six inches fastened a little farther away from the roof to allow for the larger size of the birds when they stand on the rim of the nest to feed their young some people object to having birds nest in this way because they soil the piazza but it requires so very little work to keep everything neat and clean that it is hard to see how any one can forego the delight of observing the home life of their little guests to say nothing of the advantage of having countless troublesome insects destroyed the pair of phoebes on our piazza with two pairs of tree swallows which nest in boxes in the garden and a pair of barn swallows in the barn keep our house practically free from flies and mosquitoes all summer long a large proportion of the birds which will nest neither in nest boxes nor upon shelves are provided for in mr Kennard's splendid list of trees and shrubs and creepers given in chapter eight baron hans von berlepsk goes a step farther and plants what he calls shelter woods the trees and shrubs in which are systematically pruned in such a way that the new shoots form whorls and crotches 
of the kinds most attractive to birds which make their nests in such places but this is an art in itself and those who would learn it i must refer to martin heisemann's how to attract and protect wild birds an imported book for sale by the national association of audubon societies nineteen seventy four broadway new york city nesting material it seems reasonable to suppose that birds are influenced more or less in their choice of nesting sites by the amount of suitable nesting material to be found comparatively close at hand if barn swallows are to nest on a particular barn there must be a supply of suitable mud within easy distance or if a baltimore oriole has selected a certain pendant branch on which to hang his nest it is safe to assume that within a rather short radius may be found enough strings of some kind to make an oriole's nest and the fact that birds so often avail themselves of the strings rags scraps of paper and other materials accidentally dropped near our homes suggests the possibility that if a generous supply of such nesting material were made available during the nesting season more birds would be likely to nest on the premises a great variety of nesting material is used by our common birds and there is no telling to what extent this would be added to if new material were available since the coming of the white man they have added string of many kinds woolen yarn silk thread horsehair sheep's wool feathers of domestic poultry rags cotton batting wood shavings paper and probably other things any or all of these might be offered with a fair chance of their being used small dry twigs and hay in convenient lengths would doubtless be accepted by certain birds and by a study of the nests in any locality probably other materials could be added to the list a puddle with plenty of soft wet clay or sticky mud of some kind or a tray of this material in an exposed situation would be likely to be visited by barn swallows and cliff swallows one objection to offering the birds such materials as rags cotton batting paper and shavings is that they are blown about by the wind and make a garden look untidy perhaps this objection might be overcome by putting the materials in net bags with a wide mesh or in shallow baskets or boxes with covers of netting and painted so that they are inconspicuous when placed on trees or in shrubbery End of chapter nine